from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for October 2nd, 2022. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us today. Uh, Scott Strandy with you today from beautiful Duluth, Minnesota, where uh, I am in Amsoil Arena, where we just watched uh, UMD and Arizona State compete in our first college hockey West game of the week. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Do you really want me to answer that question? I didn't think you were good, but I thought I had to ask it anyway. Uh, let's just say frustrated. Good word. Good word to uh, kind of summarize what happened. Um, it, so many positives, so many negatives. Well, it's just, it's very frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that that start of the season, everybody's got uh, high hopes, and uh, the Bulldogs played like the Bulldogs play, and uh, they got a, a win last night, which I think both coaches told me earlier that um, they didn't think it was going to go that way. Scott Sandlin told me that he thought uh, ASU outplayed them uh, last night and uh, came away with uh, a, a victory anyway. Um, and then today the Bulldogs just uh, – once, what are they, Paul? They're they're what to you? Uh, they they went into I don't even want to say vampire mode. They just because <laughs> first of all, all right, you want to start this way? We can do this. <laughs> okay. First of all, ASU gets a goal disallowed on a on on a BS call. I got pictures to prove it too. By the way. Okay. You you want us? To, there is listen. Did Jack Judson uh, give an elbow? Yes, he did. And when I say a BS call, my my point is 
how do you see the elbow but don't see the Duluth player holding Judson's stick? How do you how do you how do you not see both? Selective viewing, I'm told. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that and, and that was the turning point in the game. Now listen, was ASU good on the power play? No. They were 0 for 3. Duluth got two power play goals. Good for them. But you're not going to get a power play goal if you don't shoot the puck. And Tell me when you want me to argue with you because I haven't found anything yet. Okay. And I know the coach is going to hear this eventually, but Alex Ovechkin is not on this team. Okay, so what what your what your thought? Okay, um, crash the net like you did last night for the power play goal. I get it. I'm not the coach. I get it. Okay. And the silliness, at, and I don't know what Blake Dangos was doing at the end of the game. Why was that necessary? It wasn't necessary. It was just uh, frustration. Again, frustration. You know. I get it. Um, they got their hands full now, though, because now they got to go win two or at least one in Bemidji, and uh, that's not going to be an easy you know, task. Uh, I was told was. they're busing over there, and uh, we'll be uh, staying the week in Bemidji, which uh, I wouldn't have done that, but I'm not them. It doesn't make sense not to. It doesn't make sense not to do that. You're going to go back to Tempe, and then two days later go back. No, no, I, I didn't say go back to Tempe. I just said why not stay in Duluth instead of. Well, I don't know. Going, I mean, you got eighty-six thousand people, or you got twenty thousand people, and well, um, I don't know. That's just me. So what? Um, the fact of the matter is, there were also a lot of things to like. Unfortunately, um, didn't work out. You know, ASU, you know, probably should have won last night. They had a shorthanded breakaway on their stick and didn't convert. That was Demetrius Cumansis, who, by the way, got the only goal for the, the uh, Sun Devils today. Right. Um, I did not see any of the penalties that were called last night. Uh, there were no replays of any of them whether they were on Duluth or on ASU. So I have no idea whether the calls were any good or not. I know one call that was flat out missed in the last two minutes of the game after the referees decided to take their whistles back out. <laughs> Uh, I'm, it's, start, I'm not, it's starting early, isn't it? And I'm not trying to say that that's why they lost the game. No, it absolutely was not. It was not why. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, until they're in a league, and who knows how long that'll be. Well, I heard it's that they're exploring the options of starting a West Coast League. Yeah. I, Have you heard that? I, <laughs> yeah, whatever. 
Um, and well, here's the thing. We, by we the knew, way, yeah. Go uh, ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, and like I said, there were a lot of things to like. There was no chasing the puck. Um, much better break out of the zones in those two, in these two games than they had all of last year. Um, the, the 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 top line is going to be very dangerous. Um, you are uh, seem to be correct about the Jackson Twins. Wow. And that's uh, that's impressive for me to be correct. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hated to say it, but uh, um, yeah, they're 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 not only talented, but they're feisty in a good way. Um, they they push it, but they don't push it past the point. I don't think. So and and I, and, and you know, like I said, they weren't chasing the puck on defense. Their 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 first passes were much better in these two games than they were all of last year. Now they just got to convert on chances. Well, here here's what I took away from it, Paul, and I'm going to tell you this is what I said um, going into this weekend and next weekend. I said um, I think they're a much better team, and they showed that. But you're you're putting yourself in a really really difficult spot. When you come up here to Duluth at Amsoil Arena and you try to play uh, your first two games of the season here without having an, an exhibition or without even having a practice on mullet, I, I asked Coach today if they'd skated on He said the coaches have skated on mullet, but they won't actually move in until they return back home from Bemidji next weekend. So uh, they have the keys. It's no longer a construction site, he told me, but um, they, they haven't been on it except for the coaches. So they have no idea what that ice is like until they step on it next Monday or Tuesday, I would guess, um, for the first time. So, so you come on the road. Um, well, I'm guessing they're not. I guess I'm guessing that if they can get there Sunday, even just to skate around after getting back. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about that, but um, whatever. Uh, the bottom line of it is they haven't been out there. They didn't have an exhibition, and they came up here and they took on two. Uh, or they are taking on, they're in the middle of taking on two very formidable opponents who uh, know how to win hockey games. And when you have a new team, a relatively new team anyway, and, and this roster definitely is better, there's no doubt about it, but the uh, situation is still the same. Uh, they haven't played together yet. I thought they looked good at times. I thought they looked like they could be the better team at times, but um, that's not going to get you a W all the time, and you've got to figure out a way um, that's why I said I didn't like the fact that they were going on the road for these first four games. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, they went on the road because they weren't sure the arena would be ready or whatever. I get it. Sometimes you got to do that, but cheaper, pick your poison. <laughs> don't, don't pick that, that loaded dart, uh, that's going to knock you down. And, uh, boy, your back is against the wall now because yeah, you got, you know, coach mentioned to me today, you got 35% of the pairwise points and he was happy about that and he said you know we're going to look at if we win today as uh as sweeping the weekend and i'm going like oh i don't know if that's really the word but um you know and the fact of the matter is they didn't win today so now they have uh 35 and zero percent on the weekend so um you know is it better than than losing in regulation twice of course it is but it's also uh 
a situation where now you got an uphill battle because now you have to go do something at Bemidji. I'm not saying they can't or won't. I'm just saying that it's a must now instead of maybe being, um, you know, it, it, it was clear when they left the locker room today, they were hanging their heads a little bit. And they'll have a week to put it together, and it's early in the year. But that's, again, that you mentioned to it about not getting any calls because you're not in a league. Well, you're also not going to get any calls uh, or, or not going to have any, you know, pairwise points when you're not in a league. It's an uphill battle. And I get all that. And it was always going to be sort of a must-win in Bemidji anyway. It's just harder to see that when you're on the ice and you're frustrated over how the weekend turned out. There was always going to be a sense of we have to do something in Bemidji no matter what. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, that's where they're at. You'll you'll see the resiliency. Um, I will say this might be the best team that ASU's put together at least early in the year. I, I know that team that that made it to the national tournament a few years ago was pretty solid, but boy, the depth on this team. I mean, there were some pretty good guys that were sitting in uh, in street clothes, um, not get not getting on the ice yet. And I asked coach about that uh, before the game. I said, any lineup changes? He said, no. I thought everybody played well. They're going to stay there. So, okay, you keep your uh, your same lineup. I get it. You go with it. I thought TJ was was good. I thought he was great last night. I thought he was good today. Um, but he didn't get a lot of help. I mean, the goals that were given up were um, some pretty rough ones. And he, he was getting, you know, they gave up a lot of shots again. And that doesn't uh, always bode well for a goaltender. No. Um, that's Today was twice they got. Uh, they gave up a goal with a guy coming off the bench. Um, yesterday's two goals in regulation. One was a scramble. You know, the other was the guy coming off the bench. And even the, the game-winning goal, uh, the ACU guy got knocked off the puck and he fell. Gave it a, made it a three-on-two. You know, that's the way it, that, that happens. Certainly couldn't fault the goalie for any of those goals last night. No, like I said, I thought he was great last night. And, uh, you know, today he uh, he was good. He was, uh, you know, at 39 saves, which is really solid. Listen, but he, um, is, he it definitely is a goaltender upgrade. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, not a doubt. Not a doubt about that. And, and the second period is what kind of did them in. And it's strange because they um, – they played to a scoreless first period tie. Then they score early, an even strength goal by Demetrius Kumansis uh, in the uh, second period, like 2.17 in. And then uh, the floodgates kind of open, and all of a sudden, one, two, three, and you're behind 3 1 heading into the third period. And then it's a matter of what are you doing? I thought um, I thought it was interesting. Coach didn't pull the, the goaltender, he, uh, he kept him in the entire time. I, I guess when you're down 3 1 or 4 1, you, uh, you figure. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if he's playing for pairwise points or what, keeping it close. No, I don't but, know. This is, um, all I know is uh, they had the goal taken away because of the non, because of the call, missed call. And then they make the turnover at the blue line. And that makes it 3 1. And, uh, you know, it's 
you got to eliminate those. You just have to eliminate those. Totally agree with you. Um, I will say, too, that uh, when UMD scored, uh, they, they tied it up. I thought that, that ASU was still hanging around, but then they gave up two quick ones, 14-23 and 15-20, so just, uh, what, a minute apart. Um, yeah, well, that's ben, what I'm ben saying. Ben Steves that's, gets two, and he... Yeah, and that's, I mean, that kid can score. There's no doubt about that. He was one of the USHL's best yeah, scorers last year. Can, he put on a show. Right, and I, listen, I'm not taking away from the goals he scored. Yeah. But when you turn the puck over at the blue line, that's what happens. Well. And that's everybody. Yeah. That's not just ASU. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to score. It means that you're going to get a scoring opportunity. Well, you still got to finish it, it, and this kid right. can finish it. There's no doubt about it. You know, and, and they were given the gift of a power play, and he scores. Yep. So, uh, anyway, that's how the weekend goes. The, uh, the Sun Devils uh, start the season 0-2. Uh, UMD starts the season 2-0. and um, More games were played. Um, we're going to get to those in just a minute, including a historic game uh, that I was at last night at the University of Minnesota, um, 3M Arena at Mariucci, actually. Um, where the Lindenwood Lions, and they're playing again right now. I uh, I don't know if they've started. I guess they just started, maybe. Uh, um, it's a 2-1 gopher lead. In that game. Okay. Um, so they actually got their first goal, is what you're telling me, the Lions. I am telling you that. Just give me a second, and we'll, we'll get, I think it was a power play goal. Kyle Jeffers. Kyle Jeffers got it. Uh, so Rick Zombo's team playing pretty well. Um, he, yeah. he told me after practice uh, on Friday, he said, I, I, I'm not sure we're handling this big ice very well. And, uh, of course, the first game in NCAA hockey, it's played on Olympic ice sheet. And uh, he thought his guys were running around a little bit. Last night he told me he thought they played pretty solid. And uh, and they did. Um uh, but the problem is uh, you're going. It was NCAA against NHL. Wow, <laughs> that yeah. Minnesota roster is loaded with NHL talent. Hopefully, they gave they 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 got the puck for the for not necessarily I guess for Kyle, but um, for the school, right? First, yeah, that'll be in history goal. books, without a doubt. Right. Um, I was very impressed. Like you, you saw the game. Um, you know, if they stay out of the box, maybe the game's a little closer. Last night, uh, but uh, they did not. And you can't go into the penalty box when, as the coach even said after the game, the talent level is that different. I believe his term was the talent level was the, was night and day. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, Minnesota got two power play goals. And, you know, you just, you can't do that when, I mean, the fact that, like I said, four nothing to me was, was, I know there's no moral victories, but, um, you know, uh, 34 shots for the other maroon and gold team. Not horrible. If you're Lindenwood. But, um, you know, good job by them. I mean, seriously. 
Good job by them uh, in that game. Uh, good job by the goalie. Trent Burnham. Trent Burnham, yep. You know, um, I'm sure he felt a little bit shooting gallery-ish. <laughs> I, I'm sure he did, but I, it, it's apparent tonight just by what I'm seeing on the uh, on the live box score is that they they've they start to feel more comfortable because the shots are nine nine. Last night they were lopsided, at, at least to start. I think uh, Lindenwood made it a little bit closer, but uh, Minnesota was pouring it on. And, you know, when you have, and I told you this before, I said, when you've got a guy like Logan Cooley, who's your fourth line center, that the thing of it is, is he's matching up with the fourth line of Lindenwood. And we know that, that that's not a good matchup, No, but, but anywhere where you would have put Logan Cooley's line, whether it be third or second, um, he's not going to move out of first or move the first line. But no matter where you would have put him, he was going to overmatch whoever he was up against. Yeah, I mean, that's not a shocker by any stretch. Um, you know, there's a reason why he was a number three pick. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think Bob Mott's third, good. but, you know. Yeah, I think uh, Bob Motzko's comment afterwards was uh, was pretty fitting. He just simply said, uh, "We hope he likes it here and he wants to stay around a little while." That tells you oh. the talent that he has and um, could move on very soon, like the end of this year, if he wanted to. Well, probably, you know, wherever that may be. <laughs> Good one. Oh, nice. Paul Paul is on his game tonight. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, so anyway, Lindenwood got a chance to, uh, to play NCAA hockey. And again, it speaks to what's going on in college hockey in the fact that uh, teams are, are not afraid to make the jump. Last night, we also saw history in the fact that an NCAA, reigning NCAA champion uh, took on an ACHA team. And that was Denver and UNLV. And a lot of people said, what, what's Denver doing going to UNLV? I'm going like, they did not go to UNLV. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, played that game right. in Denver. Right. And uh, and Denver did what Denver had to do. They won 10 nothing. I don't think David Carl was trying to run the score up. But no. it's just the way it played out. It was it was pretty much even across the board as far as goal scoring. It was like 3-3-4 three, three and four or something like that. Well, listen, I, I, I you probably talked to Steve and I didn't. He was there. Um, I got the feeling just by watching the box score that the game was pretty, I don't want to say close, but, you know, not totally lopsided for the first 15 minutes of the game until, you know, at the end of the first period, I guess Denver got a couple of quickies, the altitude kicked in. And then the talent kicked in, and you get ten nothing. Yeah, well, that team's going to do that to other teams too. Maybe not to the extent of ten nothing, but they're going to score plenty of goals. There's not going to be. They may be the highest oh, scoring yeah. team in in college hockey when everything's said and done, because that's what they do, right? They just well, have score. goal scorers. No, they'll score. I mean, let's 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 not, you know, let's be let's be realistic. I mean. Uh, you know, you're going to get, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, they're just that deep. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot to 
repeat. And I'm not saying they are or they aren't. We know they can. It's just a matter of will they? So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a long season. I mean, David Carl alluded to the fact that they got uh, 36 games or whatever it is because they played the yeah. exhibition instead of um, 34. And, and that to him, that was an important step to uh, to get the extra games. He, he felt his guys needed to play more. So that uh, that was definitely the case. Um, last night also, um, and we'll get into this in just a minute. Let, let's let's finish the uh, the Denver UNLV talk. Um, Denver just, you know, they I told you they were fast and reloaded. I saw a couple of clips. Uh, Jared Wright looked every bit as fast as uh, you could expect. I also thought that um, that they got good, solid goaltending, obviously not allowing any goals. I mean, it, you know, we know what Magnus Krona, we know what Matt Davis bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, they have depth there too. So Yeah, they've I got mean, depth all the way around. But they keep in mind, they play without Tristan Bros, and they played without um, Aiden Thompson, who I right. think could be two of their better players. So um, well, they, listen, they, still not... have, they still have guys that they can put into the lineup should they need them. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's the way you want to put it, yeah, I guess, I'm, yeah, why not? Uh, I'd be shocked if, you know, with the icebreaker next week, those guys are not in the lineup. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's, it's a lot like Arizona State. If you take somebody out, you got to put somebody in. Who are you going to take out? Uh... Listen, I'm not going to sit here and, I mean, I could look at a Denver roster. I mean, isn't that the problem you want? Um, you know, I mean, Tristan Braz is playing, you know. Uh, I can't imagine Thompson's not playing, you know. Um, maybe they leave out a couple of the freshmen. You know, I mean, or maybe he just mixes and matches every week. Who knows? But those guys are playing. Yeah, I think uh, we know Aiden Thompson's coming off an injury. I'm not sure about Tristan. Um, if he's got an injury that he's nursing back to health, too. Right, and and um, in this game, if they were even the slightest bit. Uh, I mean, if they sneezed, they probably were being kept out of the game. <laughs> That's not yeah. a knock on UNLV. That's just, if you're Denver, why are you taking that risk? You want to play the game, but you're not going to risk an injury outside of the normal parameters of we're playing hockey. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into the one serious injury that uh, that occurred in the uh, St. Cloud State, St. Thomas. I'm happy to say that that gentleman... The young man is uh, is doing better, and there were no fractures, and there were no spinal injuries. It was just a very severe concussion, but a uh, scary, scary moment uh, down at St. Thomas last night, too. So we'll get into that. Let's take a quick break, Paul. Let's okay. come back, and, uh, and let's talk about uh, Colorado College and Air Force in an exhibition, and then let's talk about those two schools way up north that we just added to the coverage area this year in Alaska Anchorage and Alaska Fairbanks and tell you what they did as well. We'll be back in about three minutes. More than 140 live games. 
from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed, it is a mobile Summer Skate Studio today as I'm in the uh, beautiful Amsoil Arena here in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, we have to Scott get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> this is Scott Strandy with you here following the, uh, the first College Hockey West game of the week, the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils taking on the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. It ended up a 4-1 Bulldog win and a uh, two-game sweep of the weekend after a 3-2 overtime win for the Bulldogs last night. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Well, are you better well, yet? You know, are you better no, yet? No, but I'll be better. <laughs> I tried to oh, ask that question again because uh, it, it didn't go so well the first time I asked. 
by the way, <laughs> are you kidding with that ice? If they played, if that ice was at mullet, the fans would be screaming. I just, this is the quote-unquote state of hockey. And that ice was as crappy as it was? Come on. Yeah, it was it's much better night. today, am I that? It's much better today, am I that? No, it really wasn't. Puck didn't uh, really lay flat today either. Yeah, well, it wasn't the ice surface today. It was it was in pretty okay. good shape today. I was there. All right, whatever. I was on it almost. Um, whatever. It's still <laughs> considering... That, that that's not building's number one tenant, and that ice was not pristine and didn't la- didn't last more than three minutes in a period. Come on. But but let me tell you something. Both teams played on the same ice surface. I I understand that. You 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 didn't hear the point I made about what would it what would the reaction be if if the same thing was going on in in Tempe. I heard the reaction when they played at Oceanside. <laughs> well, let's be honest. The, the rink was crappy, but I don't really remember too many calls about the ice because that was the coldest building you've ever been in. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It yeah. It was just the other parts of it that were kind of uh, kind of tough to deal with. But anyway, well, let's move on from that because we got uh, three more teams to uh, discuss that got action uh, this week. It was uh, Colorado College traveling to Air Force all of about 12, 13 miles from campus to uh, base. And uh, the Colorado College Tigers walk away with a 5-1 victory. Your thoughts on that? Um, I can sit here and tell you that no, no coach was happy after that game last night. Okay, first of all, um, Air Force with all that power play time, and they don't convert. On almost any of it. I mean, wow. And the fact that CC took all those penalties. Um, I, I even though they won the game, and, and that's fine. I'm and I'm sure that that was the only, the only thing that Coach Mayotte was happy about yesterday. Because you can't spend all that time in the box. And no, that that wasn't the only thing. There was one other thing that I heard him say last night after the game that he was very happy with his goaltending. He thought they took steps, and uh, you know he told us, he told me, or he told us, or both of us, or whatever that uh, if they can play games where they allow two goals or less, they feel really comfortable winning because he thinks they can score at least three. Well, I. I... There's, I, I guarantee you he is. He may have said it after, but to the, he, but there's no way he can be happy with spending where his team spent that much time in the penalty box. Just, no, no, I didn't no say that. I said that he he got some he's got some good play out of his goaltenders, and he got a win, exhibition or not. Yeah, I get all of that, but if you're gonna tell me he was happy, no way. And we know the Air Force coaching staff not gonna be happy. They might spend the entire week practicing the power play. And, <laughs> and, and that's and that's strange to me because I would have thought that they would have they would have been much sharper uh, with the experience because I talked with them in our preview 
about that. And by the way, breaking news in period two, Lindenwood three, Minnesota two. Oh, I love that. They got the lead on the Gophers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, wow. Way to go, Rick Zombo. Well, yeah, and you, I can't even. Well, I'll wait till we're done with the show and kind of check the Twitter feed because, you know. <laughs> Let me also tell you that my man Hunter Johannes, Johannes is uh, the guy that tied it up, and uh, Adam Conquest, Conquest is the guy that gave him the lead, seven oh one into the uh, second period. So, look out, Lindenwood is uh, coming to play for real. Well, we, we listen. Go Lindenwood. I mean, let's face it. You know, um, I'm down with that. You know, sh- <laughs> sh- should they somehow manage to pull that game out? That's that's great. Guess guess where they're going next if they do happen to pull it out. Well, yeah, but but listen, they're going to Michigan. <laughs> listen, if you if if you're if you're gonna you understand as well as I do that that just pulls up your pairwise numbers just like anchorage oh, last night yes. yeah just like anchorage last night winning against western michigan yeah that's where we're going to go next uh we're going to okay. go to that uh... and and you talk about because once again it's not just about who you play it's about who the teams you play play so now you know as well as I do that Western Michigan's pairwise is going to be up all year because they're in the NCHC, which automatically brings well, let's up. Define up. It's not going to be great unless they play great, but they are in a tougher conference, correct? Okay. Well, we, we. But once again, that that it all kind of affects the pairwise. So now, you know, and listen. Obviously, there's half a game to go there in Minneapolis but yeah but just the fact that they got the lead midway through the second period it is matters. something yeah it does matter and um uh, like last night it it does matter um you know uh, i guess uh, and i know we're going to get back to it but the the whole you know like i said i'm sure that that both teams were, were glad to get the exhibition in. It's always better to win than to lose. But, you know, like I said, if you're Chris Mayotte, you get the best of both worlds. You get to win, and you get to stay angry. <laughs> Has Chris Mayotte ever been angry? I don't think so, but anyway. Uh, but here's the thing. You, you've you been talking for the last month and a half about how Colorado College is getting no love from anybody. They're not. Um, it's going to start to change, though, now um, because they, they get a 5-1 exhibition win. They get Anchorage coming in. Um, they're on a high. I told you this. I said they, that they have a quiet confidence. Uh, they have their building now. Last year, they all admitted me, to me that that building didn't seem like it was really theirs because it was new to them. They didn't know what they could use or not use or when they could use it. Uh, this whole off season, they found out that they can go in there and use the hot tub, the cold tub, the weight room, the ice surface, whenever they want. Uh, so, you know, students were there uh, taking summer classes and working with I'd the uh, strength the and conditioning. Tub. They were all over. The- I, I know you wouldn't. I'd never leave the hot tub. <laughs> but anyway, they... Uh, 
so they feel comfortable now. They feel like it's their home. Uh, they added some talent. And I'm going to say just like Arizona State, and we both know this. It starts with uh, goaltending. And uh, it, you can see the confidence playing in front of T.J. Semptonfelter uh, like you can, I'm sure, playing in front of uh, Matt Vernon and Caden uh, Imberico. We both know Caden's going to be that starting goaltender uh, whenever that happens. Uh, he's going to yeah, be the guy. Whenever it happens. Yeah. And it could happen at any time. It could happen at any time. It could. It could. So anyway, out Matt Burden. Okay, so let's go. uh, Let's go back to uh, um, things that happened yesterday. You you alluded to the Western Michigan and uh, Anchorage, and I thought the quote was great from Matt Chasby. Goes, did we did we think we could beat Western Michigan? Absolutely not. But that's why you play the game. (laughs) Uh, Listen. First of all, our, our, our friend of the show, Matt Navala, great hat that he was wearing for the broadcast last night. They showed him before. <laughs> Where did he go, Matt? Great hat. Um, and by the way, if you if you're with the Arizona or the Alaska Anchorage team, you have to be named Matt. Clearly, um, but um, good job. You know, uh, Dave played a tremendous game last night. I I, I know that the Shot difference was about, I don't want to sit here and it wasn't two to one. Um, it was about a, it, uh, I take that back. Yes, it was. Western Michigan outshot Anchorage 22 to 11. Okay. Um, that sounds like a tight, tight game. But me. it was not one of, it's, yeah, when you sit there and you look at it, you're not sitting there and saying, oh my God, it was like, 50 shots to 20. Um, Anchorage played a very stingy game last night. Did not give Western a whole lot of chances at all. And converted on theirs. There's really no other way to put it. Um, you know, uh, when there really was not a situation as, as I'm watching the game. And one of Anchorage's goals was a was a power play goal. It was a five on three goal. Okay, and then and, and guess yeah, that was goal number two, and that was a difference in the game. Well, the difference in the game was the greatest name in college hockey, Maximilian Helgeson. Yeah, we know the story. We were told the story. Maximilian got an assist on the first goal. He got uh, the the third goal uh, early in the uh, third period. Maximilian is a kid that wore Matt Chasby's jersey on Jersey Day or uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was uh, to school way, to Matt Chasby's class. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a great story. Um, and by the way, a, a tremendous job by uh, the, the backup goalie last night for Anchorage, Nolan Kent. Uh, Joey Lamaru, who was a, a transfer, uh, to Anchorage going into the season uh, was a starting goalie. Got hurt late in the third quarter, uh, late in the third period. Yeah, and that was that was something. Nolan came in there cold, made four saves, didn't allow a goal. Got 15 minutes of action uh, under stress, stressful conditions, I very would think. Very stressful conditions, yeah. I mean, you know, Joey Lamour going from St. Cloud to up to Anchorage. And, you know, did, was doing the job and gets hurt. And Nolan Kent comes in, 
and comes in cold and and holds off Western Michigan to like, you know, get the the third goal there. And good job by, I mean, a tremendous job by Anchorage. You know, winning that game against all odds. And now it'll be very interesting to see what happens tonight. Um, they probably started playing a few minutes ago. Uh, not that I'll get to stay up and watch that one. I was just going to see the uh, the quick update if there was one. Um, yeah, it just started 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, what? Nothing, nothing. nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to see if you were listening. <laughs> unfortunately, I do listen to you. doesn't mean I agree with you. So but unfortunately, uh, I do listen to you on a regular uh, basis. About 360 miles uh, between these two cities in Anchorage and Fairbanks. Um, Fairbanks, the Alaska Nanooks, and Eric Largent got the one-one uh, tie with American International. Yeah, they lost in a shootout. Yeah, and that's your favorite um, thing. We know that. Tonight, however, Alaska's got the lead. It's one nothing uh, in the second period. Yeah, well, they had the lead last night too, going into the third period. Um, Fairbanks, I believe, was up one nothing, and AIC. Uh, let's see, when did they tie the game? They tied it late, I believe. Uh, let's see. Really, they don't have it in the box score? Are you serious? <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that uh, in Minneapolis, it's midway through the second now, just over midway through, and it's now 3-3. Yeah, I said um, that nope, you, you aren't listening, obviously. I'm sorry. No, I don't listen to you. Anyway, okay. it's now 4-3. Brock Faber just scored on assist from Logan Cooley to make it 4-3 Minnesota with 10.56 gone. Yeah, somebody in the, probably uh, got mad. Second period. You think? <laughs> That's possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, AIC, I believe, tied the game late um, and uh, sent the game into overtime. Uh, but still, you know, a, a good showing for, for Fairbanks. Um, you know, we knew they were going to be tough. They're going to be tough to play. And AIC, who is expected to be the, the you know, the, is the heavy favorite in, in Atlantic hockey, is finding out just how hard it is to play against those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so is everybody else when they start to, when they start playing uh, other teams. So uh, tonight, yeah, like I said, it's uh, Alaska one, uh, American International nothing, midway through the second, just about. And um, Western and uh, Anchorage have just gotten underway. Uh, so we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, Lindenwood and Minnesota. Now Minnesota does have the lead back four to three. So uh, those are games still going on. Um, Paul, I thought it was a really good start to the hockey season for a number of reasons. The first one being uh, all of the restrictions are lifted for COVID, so we're no, no longer dealing with that, which is great. Um, Scott Sandlin told me today how important that was uh, to build cohesiveness. As you know, that's my uh, my word of the year, cohesiveness this year. So they, uh, they're they off to uh, a good start. I thought, uh, I thought it was more competitive this year, and I think that's got to do with the parity. All the way across the board, there was more comp uh, competitiveness in every game, as you're seeing with Lindenwood and what they're doing, and Bowling Green in Northern Michigan, and Ferris in Miami 
were having battles, and St. Cloud State and, and uh, St. Thomas had battles. Army and Union played to a 2 2 tie today. Yeah, uh, all kinds of that, good stuff. Union wins that game in a sh- with the with the skills competition. Uh, <laughs> now we've changed it. It's not a shootout anymore. It's a skills competition. <laughs> uh, Ohio's good job by Ohio State playing at Mercyhurst. Um, they got the win, by the way, four one. They did win, but still good for them to go there. Um, Bowling Green gets that opening night win at Northern. And was actually winning three to two tonight after being down two nothing, and that game ended up going to overtime before Northern won. Uh, so they split their opening week conference series. Um, you know, uh, LIU goes to overtime with Northeastern last night uh, before Northeastern pulls it out in the overtime. Um, you know, so lot. I mean, lots of good, interesting stuff on this opening weekend. Um, you know, I'm sure St. Thomas played better than they did last than they did last year, but you know, they're still going to have a ways to go. But you know, they'll get better and better. Uh, UConn with a good start in hockey East, winning a couple of games at Vermont this weekend. Uh, they're kind of an under-the-radar team who are also getting a new building this year. Oh, we love new buildings. Let's just keep talking about new buildings. How about that? You know? <laughs> well, they're, they're, like I said, the um, issue will have – Robeson was the newest building for, for a year. And – ASU's new building will be the newest building in college hockey for a few months. And then I think Sacred Heart will open theirs about a week or two weeks before UConn opens theirs. So. Okay, and I did want to mention, uh, I, I did mention earlier that there was an injury in the uh, the St. Thomas-St. Cloud game. St. Cloud. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I just was hearing stories of it, and I talked with a gentleman today as I was coming into the arena here that uh, was at the game last night, and uh, he said that the place was packed, first of all, but, you know, it's a, it's a community rink, Paul. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, he said that uh, nobody really saw it happen, uh, or at least he, he didn't and a lot of people, uh, but the uh, – the St. Thomas kid got up and skated away, and they realized that there was one kid missing. He was still down on the ice, and uh, he was down there motionless. And uh, he said the eerie part of it was is the kid's father had run down to the glass and was just on the other side of the glass of his son laying motionless on the ground. And uh, the, the building got just eerily quiet, he said, and the father was screaming, somebody get a doctor over here, get a doctor over here. And uh, you can imagine the emotions that we're going through. Uh, well, yeah, I am happy. Yeah, I am happy to say that uh, from what I've been told today uh, by a couple of different sources that um, he did not suffer any fractures or spinal injuries. It was a serious concussion, which obviously is is bad enough. But um, yeah, well, that, he's that not was... paralyzed and loses no. the use of any extremities or anything like that. So, you know, you recover hopefully uh, from a 
concussion, you're able to come back and play again, but a scary, scary moment. And again, we talk about these, these buildings. Um, that's part of the reason why you like to have a, a, a bigger, newer building so that you have something that's, um, you know, equipped with medical people and stuff. And I guess not to say there was anything wrong with that, but, um, it probably was a little more difficult when you got a packed barn and it's a small building, you got to get, um, EMTs in there and an ambulance and all that stuff. Uh, I'm sure it was a scary moment. Well, I'm sure it was. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they had to have those guys there, but that doesn't mean it's any easier to get in and out of. Uh, I remember how, you know, it was last year in the Atlantic hockey playoffs when Colin Bielek painted on the bench. That was, you know, it was, it wasn't on the ice. So, but that doesn't mean people didn't see it. That doesn't mean that it wasn't uh, a silent rink too. So, you know, we both have been there. Um, you know, unfortunately, these things do happen. Fortunately, he recovered, you know, both the St. Thomas player and Colin Bielek. Um Well, the St. Thomas kid is recovering. I don't know if he's back yet, but... Well, uh, listen. That's serious. Listen, it, and hockey is, is the secondary thing at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting your, uh, your this faculties back again yeah, so you can that's, function. that's what matters. So anyway, uh, that's what happened... Uh, uh, at St. Thomas, it was a uh, 4-1 victory for uh, St. Cloud State. Our friend Jackson Castor, the Arizona native, got the victory um, in that one. So that was good. Uh, they played today. I believe it was 4 nothing in favor of St. Cloud State. So St. Thomas making strides. Yeah. They still got a little ways to go, correct? Uh, yeah, they got a ways to go. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, you're going to have... Growing Pains is an expansion team. Dominic Bassey, by the way, in that tonight for St. Cloud. Um, the former CC goalie. Um, you're going to have Growing Pains, and that's just the way it is. Um, but Rico Blasi will get it done. Okay. The they're, one not game that... they're not without resources, by the way. Uh, on my drive up here today, um, you and I talked about the one game that stunned me, and we figured out, I think, why, but... Minnesota State played an exhibition with Omaha, and Omaha literally destroyed them. <laughs> and uh, we, we came up with the determination that uh, maybe when you lose a guy like Dryden McKay, it's going to be a problem. Well, it's going to be a problem, but they also played all three of their goalies. Uh, you know, I didn't get to see any of the games, so who knows. Um, you know, I mean... I don't want to – I didn't even look at a box score other than to see who played goalie. And since everybody played, it is what it is. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them next week. But does that does that mean that Minnesota State maybe is coming back to the, the pack a little bit this year? They're not quite as know. dominant as they've been for the last four I, years I of Dryden know. McKay? Well, you can't lose a player like that and not expect it to have an effect. 2-1 Fairbanks, by the way. Late in the second. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> That's definitely going to make a difference. You're, you're, how many times 
did he bail out his teammates? You know, with with that great goaltending. Yeah, well, we know what great goaltending you know, does. We saw it here you know, you, uh, at Amsoil today. Duluth put out two great goaltenders over the weekend and um, came away with two wins. Arizona State put out two great goaltenders and came away with with competitive games. Yeah, well, um, you know, so I, I, mean, I have to wait and see. But there's no question that, you know, and and I'm not knocking the, the Mavericks because they'll be a good team. But at the same time, right, it, it, you can't immediately overcome the loss of a player like that, especially goalie. That's going to take time because I'm listen, like I said, you play with a certain air of confidence and you play a certain, certainly a more aggressive style when you know you have that guy back there. Well, that was evident right in front of me today and what I saw yesterday from Arizona State. I mean, TJ Semptenfelter gave them the, the, the confidence that they could do anything, you know. And I know it. I know it still ends in, uh, you know, zero and two to start the year. But uh, over the long run, you just got to hold it together. And I did have a short conversation with Josh Doan today. I thought Josh played very well. I didn't see much of yesterday's game, obviously, but I thought he played very well today. This is, and uh, and this was is all what... over the ice and was really a leader. And he looks very comfortable with Lucas Sillinger and with uh, uh, Robert Master Master Stramoni. Simone. 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 Uh, let me say this. He's a good Python. Um, let me say this. Okay. Uh, as frustrated as I was, um, I, I, there's, you definitely saw big differences from this year and last year. Now, how it manifests itself record-wise, we'll find out. But goaltending was better. The first passes were a thousand times better. Getting out of the zone was a billion times better. And that first line is going to be dangerous every time they're on the ice. So will the second line, Paul. So will the second line. I thought Demetrius Kumanzis looked as good as I've seen Demetrius. I'd like to see um, him on that second line. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought he played really well today. He should probably be on that second line with the uh, the Jackson Twins, who were phenomenal. But you're right. The defensive core was great. They were physical. They moved the puck well. Um, you know, and it's just a matter of time. The thing that scares me, like I told you before, is when you start a season. Uh, that that difficult of a stretch, a four game stretch, and then you got to go home and and start start winning games quickly because you don't have a conference tournament to be in. Um, you're not Air Force, right? You can't afford to start slow and uh, and really compete in March because you might not get to March. Well, that's it. I mean, we know it. I mean, that's well. Not only do we know, it, but it appeared everybody else does too. It appeared that the uh, Sun Devils knew it, and they want to. Uh, want to do that and see what they can do so anyway well we'll find out hopefully they have a good week of practice and and they 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 make whatever corrections need to be made because they also today dominated the faceoffs which is even crazier when you consider they lost 4 to 1 
Well, it, it looked to me like I, like I told you, I texted you uh, through it, and I said I think uh, I think they need to um, they need to regroup. And before they could regroup, it was a minute later, and they were down three one. So that that's how fast things change. But that's what happens when you play good programs, and you know you learn from it. I think uh, the tweets have already come out from from Arizona State saying that the uh, you know the uh, um, uh, what am I thinking about? Oh, the the learning lessons were well taken. Hopefully, and uh, hopefully they'll carry them on to Bemidji State. Hopefully. Anyway, that was our game of the week. Um, next week we will uh, will be in Denver. I'll be in Denver for the start of the icebreaker between the Pioneers and the um, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So that should be interesting. Plus, we'll have uh, Alaska Anchorage and Colorado College, and we'll have uh, Maine at. Um, Air Force next Friday, and then the two teams will flip. Um, Air Force and Denver will flip teams, so Maine will come to Denver, and uh, Notre Dame will go to Colorado College, and then, or I'm sorry, Air Force and Colorado College will play two games set with uh, Alaska Anchorage. Okay, that's it from uh, Amsoil Arena. They're going to kick me out pretty soon. Lights will go out. They'll start that big horn, and they'll, they'll chase me out of here one way or the other. So, all right, fine. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, it's College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to at slash wireless for more details. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Just raised Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drorians and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DroryHotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big uh, thank you and goodbye from Amsoil Arena in Duluth, Minnesota. I'll be heading back and uh, be back in beautiful Denver, Colorado uh, tomorrow afternoon sometime. So big thank you to uh, Anna Watson for uh, putting up with me today and uh, giving me this great spot to uh, do the podcast and to cover the game from. And, of course, everybody here in Duluth is uh, is unbelievable as they always are. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing? Wow, it's good. That's all I have to say. All right, we'll say good night, little Roger Klein, the peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.